Hallelujah. Good morning, everyone. This is uh, Brother Joseph coming at you today. Today is April the 12th, 2020, glory to God. And uh, today is, uh, you know, the day of resurrection, amen. This is uh, Jesus died on a Friday, and then he resurrected on the third day, glory to God. And uh, I have a lot of material to cover today, man. God has really been pouring out his word. Amen, and I'm grateful, Father. I'm grateful to, to to the Father, Amen, for Him revealing Himself in such a dynamic way. And uh, this is going to bless the body of Christ, Amen. I know this is a message, Amen, that the body of Christ needs to hear and needs to understand. Glory to God. And um, <clears throat> so we're going to get started with prayer, Amen. Hallelujah. All right. So, Hallelujah, Father, in Jesus' name. We come before you, Father God. I thank you for this tremendous opportunity, Lord God, to bring forth the words of life. Amen. I thank you, Lord God, that your word is life unto those who find them and health to all their flesh. Amen. And how that you have said, Lord Jesus, it is the spirit that quickeneth the flesh, profiteth nothing. The words, the rhemas that I speak unto you, they are Numa and they are Zoe. They are spirit and they are life, Lord of God. And we partake of you, Lord Jesus, this day. Amen. We take all of you into our lives, Lord of God. You must eat my flesh and drink my blood, as you said, Lord Jesus, and you will have no Zoe in you. And we partake of you this day, Jesus. I thank you, Lord God, for this precious opportunity. I thank you, Father, that we stand here in your presence, O oh God, and I minister your words of life, Father God, by faith, Lord of God. I thank you, Lord God, in Jesus' name, for this tremendous day. Lord, thank you for those that are partaking of the bread of life, taking your word into their lives, drinking that word, amen, spending time in your presence, hallelujah. And I thank you, Father God, in Jesus' name, Father God, for this wonderful, wonderful, precious day that you've given us. We bless you, Father, and we give you praise in Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God. Well, I wanted to start out today with uh, with the word that God has been working with me on now. And uh, I didn't really understand the significance of this until I started, even this morning, breaking into it some more and, and digging it out some more. And uh, there's a scripture in Luke chapter 22, verse 15, right? And he said unto them, With desire have I desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. Amen. For I say unto you, I will not any more eat thereof until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Amen. So Jesus told his disciples that I want to take, this is the last time I'll be partaking of Passover while I'm here on the earth. And with great desire do I want to have this with you. And so what the Lord began to show me is that this is the word of the Lord to the body of Christ right now. With great desire, I have desired to partake of this Passover with you. In other words, amen, when, you, when I see the blood, I'm going to pass over, right? And in that time of preparation, amen, to hear the word of the Lord in our lives, amen, we must be sanctified, amen, before the Lord, amen. We're not going to hear from God if we're living our lives and with the cares of this world, the deceitfulness of riches and the lust of other things, right? As Martha was busy about many things, amen, but he told Martha, Mary has chosen that good part, amen, and it shall not be taken from her. And right now that good part is Jesus Christ, amen, and he's got a tremendous unfolding of his blessings, amen, to our lives. It's the law of resurrection, amen. He said, I am the resurrection and the life, right? He's got so much to impart to us, man. He's so full of the life, amen, of God. And even so, he's given to the body of Christ, to so those sons and daughters of God that are seeking to walk with maturity in their lives, the we us of God, amen. Even so, he's imparting so much to the body of Christ right now, so much revelation, amen, so much understanding. 
As the scripture says, wisdom and knowledge shall be the stability of our times. Amen. And I believe God's word. Amen. Before anything else and, and what the world is stating to us, I don't believe all that. I believe the word of the Lord. Amen. So as I was saying, Jesus, as he said, and he said unto them, with great desire, have I desired to eat this Passover with you. With desire, have I desired to eat this Passover. And I hear that clearly. Amen. Right now, God wants us to partake of his way. Amen. And drink up Jesus. Eat, eat the word of the Lord. Amen. Into your life. Amen. And it might become a reality to you. Amen. So in Ephesians 1.13, right, we're going to get into a little exhortation here. And this is what the Lord began to show me is that the seal of the significance of the Father. But not in the respect that we know that we're important and we know that they're valuable with God, but the hour of preparation before the seal comes onto your life. And here's what I'm saying is that, so in Ephesians 1.13, it says, In whom we trusted after that we heard the word of truth. Amen. The gospel of our salvation. In whom also after that you believed, you were sealed with that Holy Spirit of promise. Amen. So the Holy Ghost, amen, he is sealed already by the Father, amen. And what the package that he's bringing forth, the, the, what he's bringing out, amen, in this hour in our lives throughout the time that we, from the moment we were born again, amen, he's been constantly revealing the words of Jesus, amen, because Jesus said, and when he comes, he's going to reveal to you things that I showed him, all right? Now, in 2 Timothy 2.19, it says, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, the Lord knows them that are his, and that everyone that names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Now, the word seal in this in this uh, couple of passages here, it says that the first word in Ephesians 1.13 is the word uh, 49.73, okay? And it says, a signet, as fencing in for protection or for misappropriation, by implication to stamp the stamp impressed as a mark of privacy or genuineness. Literally, literally or figuratively. Now, the second word, Second Timothy two nineteen. All right. I'm sorry. Hold on. The Lord knows. It. Okay. So yeah, the second word, Second Timothy two nineteen. Let me verify this real quick. The the, the foundation of God stands sure, having this seal. So that word is the word spragas. All right. A signet as fencing in for protection or misappropriation. Now, listen to this scripture. This is John 6, 27. Labor not for the meat which perishes, Jesus said, but for that meat which endureth unto everlasting Zoe, right? Which the Son of Man shall give unto you, for him hath God the Father sealed. Okay? Now, this word sealed, it's almost the same word, but it says, to set a seal upon, to mark with the seal, to seal. For security from Satan. Since things are sealed up or concealed as the contents of a letter to hide, to keep in silence, to keep secret. In order to mark a person or a thing. Sealed to mark that person. To set a mark upon the impress of a seal or stamp. Okay? Okay, to confirm, to authenticate, to place beyond doubt as of a written document. To prove one's testimony to a person that he is what he professes to be. So Jesus said this, right, that him hath God the Father sealed. I'm telling you who I am because of who sealed me, who prepared me, all right? And so it says to stamp with a signet or private mark for security or preservation, okay? Now, I'm going to make a couple of statements here. To seal is to signify. To seal is to certify. To seal is to preserve. 
If you're sealed, you're significant. If you're sealed, you're certified. If you're sealed, you're preserved. Now, once you are sealed and ready, in other words, we got a package, right? You take a package and it's not ready until it's been sealed. So you've put all the contents that need to be in that package or that letter and right on there where the destination is of this letter and so on, it's not ready until it's sealed, amen? Somebody sealed it with a piece of tape. Somebody sealed it with glue on the letter, right? So now that it's sealed, it can be sent. And the body of Christ is tremendously confused with this process here in that they think it's a man that's sending them. When you don't understand that it's your father that's getting you ready, and when you're ready, he's going to send you, right? So now that which is sealed can be sent. Now that which is sealed can be delivered. Now that which is sealed, that is, he said, meat which endureth unto everlasting Zoe, which is preserved, it can be eaten and distributed. It can be partaken of and eaten. Once it's sealed and the contents gets ready to open up and be delivered, that word of the Lord, that message from God, that information that God is trying to bring to his people can be partaken of, okay? Now the problem is, is that there's thousands and thousands out there that haven't been sealed by the Lord. And what I mean is they didn't go through the process of preparation, right? You got the promise, then you got the preparation, and you got the performance right there, and then you've got the power. So in other words, to come to that place where you're ready to be delivered unto the people, God's got to seal your life up, and in doing that, he's preserving you. He's making you ready. John 6, 41, Jesus, the Jews then murmured at him because he said, I am that bread which came down from heaven. And they said, is not this Jesus, the son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How is it then that he said, I came down from heaven? Right? They couldn't understand it, right? Because they were looking at it from the carnal perspective. Jesus therefore answered and said unto them, murmur, don't grumble, grumble not among yourselves. No man can come to me except the Father which has sent me draw him. Draw means to draw by inward power to lead to impel him. And I will raise him up at the last day. I am the resurrection and I am the Zoe, Jesus told Martha. In John eleven twenty four. 24, it says, Martha saith unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection at the last day. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection, I am the life. He that believes on me, though he dead, though he were dead, yet shall he live. And whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. And he told her, Believest thou this? She said unto him, Yea, Lord, I believe that thou art the Christ, the Son, which should come into the world. Every brother or sister that the Father draws unto himself has acknowledged the Lordship of Jesus Christ. Jesus is the Lord of their lives. Amen. And what happens here is you begin to see the revelation of the kingdom of God. You become, begin, you are the ecclesia, right? E-K-K-L-E-S-S-L-E-S-I-A. You K-K means you called, called. You call out of the world, called unto God. And in this process, you're seeing now the foolishness of the world. You're seeing the foolishness of the religious system, the Babylonian system. And now you're coming unto the Father to be prepared, amen? You're coming unto the Father to be preserved for that hour, amen? So in John 6, 45, he continues here, says, as it is written in the prophets, they shall all be taught of God. Every man, therefore, that hath heard and hath learned of the Father cometh unto me. See, in other words, when we're representing the Father in the earth, they're going to come to Jesus because of the words that are coming out of our mouths. Every one of us is going to be taught of the Lord. This is how God teaches his people. This is how he brings the word of the Lord. He does it through apostles, prophets, evangelists, shepherds, teachers. He's doing all this to get us equipped and get us ready to go out forth. 
to be able to be representatives, ambassadors in the earth, to reconcile, bring back the favor of God to humanity. Now, verse 46, not that any man has seen the Father, say he which is of God, he has seen the Father. So Jesus said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So it's the same representation today, same statement is that if you see the sons of God, you see the Father, because the Father is in the Son, and the Son is in the Father's. Just like in the natural, right? We have our sons and daughters. If they see the sons and daughters, they're going to see the father and the mother. Amen. They're going to see the representation, the exact likeness, if you will, of that product from where they came from, where they were manufactured from. All right. Verse 47. Verily, verily, I say unto you, he that believes on me hath everlasting Zoe. Not that you're going to live eternally, which we are, but there's, an, there's two, two situations here. You're going to either be with God or apart from God. Those that are apart from God are going to be in, in a place called hell, which is a place prepared for the devil and his angels. It wasn't even meant for mankind. All right? And then he said in verse 48, I am the bread of Zoe. Amen? I am the bread of life. Your fathers did eat manna in the wilderness and are dead. This is the bread which comes down from heaven that a man may eat thereof and not die. If you eat of this bread, Jesus is saying, you're not going to die. In other words, you're going to have continuous revelation, continuous wisdom, continuous understanding, continuous presence of God, continuous power of God, continuous authority in my name, says the Lord. Amen? <clears throat> I am the living bread which came down from heaven. If any man eat of this bread, he shall live forever. In other words, you're going to live in the experience of God every day. And the bread that I will give you is my flesh, which I will give for the life of the world. That's John 6, 53. I got to go look at that word, amen. Praise God, John 6, 53. Mm. Except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no Zoe, no life in you. Amen. He says, which I give for the Zoe of the world. You see, Jesus said in Matthew 18, woe unto the world because of offenses. Right? See, you know, we need to understand what he was saying here. The mankind is in that state of offense in this hour. But if we were to return back to the Lord and receive Jesus and what he's given us, we shall be saved. We shall be sozo. We shall be whole or complete, spirit, soul, and body. Amen? And so we need to understand that this Zoe that he's trying to give to the world is coming through the sons of God in the earth today, the daughters of God, those that want to represent the Father from, with the whole heart and with the right attitude. Verse 52, the Jews, the Jews therefore strove among themselves, how can this man give us his flesh to eat? Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, except you eat the flesh of the Son of Man, the way us a man and drink his blood, you have no life, no Zoe in you. Whoso eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood hath eternal Zoe, and I will raise him up at the last day. See, he said, I desire with a great desire to have this Passover with you. I need you to understand, body of Christ, that you must, part you must partake of me. You must partake of my flesh and of my blood. The blood signifies the life poured out, the soul of one another. His soul, his life was poured out. And we need to be in that place where we serve one another with gladness, with humility, amen. Not desirous, vain glory, or provoking one another, as the scripture says. If you live in the spirit, 
Let us also walk in the Spirit. Let us not be desirous of vain glory, provoking one another and envying one another. Verse 55, For my flesh is meat indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me. Praise God. He that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood dwelleth in me and I in him. Praise God. All right. <clears throat> he that eateth my flesh and drinketh my blood, amen, dwelleth in me and I in him. And the living father, as the living Father has sent me, I live by the Father. So he that eateth me, he shall live by me. This is that bread which came down from heaven, not as your fathers did eat manna and are dead. He that eateth of this bread shall live forever. As I stated already, living forever in the presence and the life of God, amen, eternally. Because there's two options there, right? You're either going to live for God or live for yourself, which is ultimately going to be apart from God. These things said he in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. The words, he says, many therefore his disciples, when they heard this, this is a hard saying, who can hear it? And it's the same voice to the body of Christ right now. Who can hear this voice? Who can understand that their lives must be, must be completely sold out under the lordship of Jesus Christ? It's a hard saying. Sure it is. But God has a greater benefit for us. Amen. Bless the Lord, O my soul, who heals all our diseases and forgives us of all our iniquities. And forget not his benefits, man. There's a great treasure that the Lord has for each and every one of us. There's a great inheritance. Amen? Verse 16, many therefore of his disciples, when they heard this, said, this is a hard saying, who can hear it? This happens even today. They can't hear the words of God from the one whom God the Father has sent. Right? The package is not ready. <clears throat> If the package is not ready, it can't be sent. There must be an hour of preparation, amen. And Jesus was telling these guys, I am that package. I've been sealed by the Father. If you'll partake of me, you'll have what you need in your life. You'll have my life with you forever. And this happens today is that they can't hear the words of God from one from one of the ones that God has sent. The body of Christ has the attitude as the people did with Moses. <clears throat> I was watching a movie yesterday the Moses movie from the Bible series. And uh, <clears throat> it's interesting because uh, Moses was there and they, they were telling him in the movie that we need, we want to hear from God ourselves. Why is it just you, right? Woo, that's a dangerous statement right there. But And so, <clears throat> and so Moses said, okay, y'all want to hear from God? Start getting yourselves ready. Wash your clothes a certain amount of times per day. Amen. And we're going to come before the Lord. We're going to be clean. And so in the movie, Moses is standing there with his rod, amen, facing the mountain. And the voice of the Lord began to come forth. And it was also this, this, this trumpets and these thunders and lightnings. And the people and the wind started blowing, right? And the people were behind Moses. And one of the gentlemen was telling Moses, Moses, we don't want God to speak to us directly. You speak to us in representation of God. And the people couldn't hear it. And the ones that could hear it draw closer next to Moses. The ones that couldn't hear the voice properly, they were pushed back because they had sin in their lives. They were unclean before the Lord. So in Exodus 20, 18, and, and all the people saw the thunders and the lightnings and the noise of the trumpet. 
and the mountains smoking. And when people saw it, they were moved and stood afar off. And they said unto Moses, Speak thou with us, and we will hear. But let not God speak with us, lest we die. And Moses said unto the people, Fear not, for God has come to prove you, and that his fear may be before your faces that you sin not. And when I saw that picture, boy, it just really put a holy reverence in my heart about our lives before the Lord. And the people stood afar off, and Moses drew near unto the thick darkness where the cloud was. You see, the people don't want the Lordship of Christ in their lives. Amen? They would rather be fed by those in leadership. The Babylonian attitude is the pastor will feed us the words of God. Why do we need to go before the Lord? And it's still the same voice today. We've got to come to that place where we take the eat the flesh of Jesus Christ and drink his blood every day of our lives. Amen? And this is the issue is that the body of Christ doesn't want to press in. But the word of the Lord, as Jesus said, is I've desired with great desire to have this Passover with you. Amen? I need you to partake of me, Jesus is saying, man, every day of your lives. Verse 61, when Jesus knew in himself that his disciples murmured or grumbled, he said unto them, doth this offend you? Does this trap you up? Scandalizo? Scandalon? And I've already shared that many times, right? Woe unto the world <clears throat> because of offenses. Great grief and great sorrow unto the world because they are offended. What if you shall see the Son of Man ascend up where he was before? What if I leave you right now in this current condition that you're in, body of Christ? As he was saying to them. It is a spirit that quickeneth the flesh, profiteth nothing. The rhemas, the words that I speak unto you, they are numa and they are zoe. God's words are holy, pure words. Jesus said that one way you're going to know whether the doctrine is of me is whether they speak of themselves. Look at their lives. What is the life testifying? Is it testifying of the glory of God? And, the, and as the scripture says in Psalm 19, all of creation testifies of your glory, all the firmament, everything is speaking about the Father, amen, and his creation. Is it representing the Father or is it representing you? What is your life speaking? You see? Mm. Jesus said, take, eat. This is my body. Drink of this cup. This is my blood. Verse 1 Corinthians eleven twenty four. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take, eat, this is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Partake of my life all the time, is what the Lord was telling these guys. I mean, Paul. And after, the also, after this manner also, he took the cup when he had supped, saying, This is the cup of the new testament, of the new contract, of the new covenant, of the new agreement. In my blood, this do you as often as you drink, drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show forth the Lord's death till he come. Wherefore, whosoever shall eat of this bread and drink of this cup unworthily shall be guilty of the body and of the blood of the Lord. But let a man so examine himself, and so let him eat of that bread and drink of that cup. we got to come before the Lord with a pure heart always, amen. Because if there's an offense in your life, if you're out of order in any facet with your wife, with your brothers and sisters, with the body of Christ, if you're offended in any facet, God is going to reveal, it's going to be revealed in your life. And God's not going to hear your words, your prayers. Luke twenty-two fifteen, and he said unto them, with desire, I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I say unto you, I will not any more, any more eat thereof until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. If you partake of Jesus, you fulfill, you will be full of this power. 
full of his anointing. You will be dis you will distribute as is distributed to you. John 3, 26. <clears throat> and they came to him and said unto him, Rabbi, he that is beyond Jordan, to whom thou bearest witness, behold the same baptized, and all men come unto him. John said this. John answered and said, A man can receive nothing except to be given to him from heaven. I didn't put all this revelation together, amen. I started meditating on the word of boom, boy, I just saw it clearly. And then you look at the definitions for this word seal and you clearly understand what Jesus was saying. I've been sealed and I've been prepared for this hour. And now I'm so full, I've got many things to say unto you, but you can't hear them right now because your hearts and your lives are full of carnality and you keep forgetting my words and estrange yourself, going astray. You keep getting offended with one another, right? <clears throat> John 4, 14, But whosoever drinks of this water that I will give shall him shall never thirst, but the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting zoe. That which is sealed is, that which is, sealed is dignified or worthy to be sent. That which is sealed has a spirit of excellence on the product that will be sent. Before a package is sent, it has to be sealed. What happens if the package, the seal is broken before it gets to its intended, where it's supposed to go? It becomes questionable. It becomes doubted. If you're not sealed as a son and you go forth before being properly sealed or prepared, you will be unofficial. You will not be representing. You will be substituting. <clears throat> you will be unsignified. You will be uncertified. You will be undignified. You will be unpreserved. In other words, there's no seal on your life. It's just a bunch of foolishness coming out, man. The message is all full of the world and full of full of the word. In other words, there's a mixture. There's no distinction. There must be a distinction in our lives, amen? Do you send a letter or a package out before it's sealed? Will you send it out if it's not ready? No. The package has to be prepared to be sent. This is the process of being sealed that you can be sent to represent the one that sent the package. Our Father has to prepare you before he sends you out. Otherwise, you will not be representing the one who sends the package to the world. To give Zoe to the world. This word dignified, look at some of the synonyms of this word. The one who sent you is dignified. He sends it because the package is ready. Even I myself, I don't want to put a product out there that's not to the best of my ability. I won't do it, man. I have to... I have to know that I have put my final seal on this product in my heart. My heart won't let me seal it before it's ready. So dignified is noble, stately, solemn, magnificent, somber, courtly, grand, distinguished, formal, respected, refined, reserved, grave, or aristoc aristocratic, august, decorous, eminent, distinguished. Amen. Lofty, imperial, magisterial. And now look at the, some of the words, anonyms for this. <clears throat> Ignoble, no honor, informal, insignificant, dishonorable, indecorous, undignified, unrefined, common, unimpressive, ordinary, bad, or poor. If you're sealed, you're official. Glory to God. Now, man. John 16, 12. The Holy Spirit, amen. He said, I have many things to say. The package is so full unto you that you can't hear them now. Your hearts aren't ready. Your heart has to be ready to receive the word of the Lord at any given moment, man. 
Instant in season, out of season. Glory to God. Ready to deliver. Amen. And ready to receive. But you cannot bear them now. Howbeit when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For though he shall not speak of himself, but whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak, and he will show you things to come. The Holy Spirit will only testify because he is sealed and has been sent to represent Jesus Christ. Verse 14, he shall glorify me and he shall receive of mine and will show it unto you. The Holy Spirit honors Jesus Christ. The Holy Spirit dignifies Jesus Christ by representing Jesus and the Father. The Holy Spirit has been signed, certified, and sealed by Jesus Christ. Jesus prepared the package of the Holy Spirit for his church. It says he will guide you. To be a guide, lead on one's way. To guide, to be a teacher, to give guidance to. To show the way, literally or figuratively. Into, he will guide you. And that word comes from the word 3595, which is hodegos. Hodegos means as a conductor. I mean, he's conducting and guiding your life to get you to a final destination where you walk after the spirit and not after your carnal man, the flesh, the soul. <clears throat> and this is very important. We understand that this is what God is trying to get us to. We have to recognize what is coming out of the spirit, what is coming out of the soul. And the voices, the many voices that we're hearing out there. Right? Psalm 1, 1 it says, Blessed is he who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of the scornful. We have to distinguish these voices and trust the Lord that's speaking to you out of your spirit and then confirming his word to you by the mouth of the prophets and those, those that God is sending to us. And the word hodegos comes from the word hegeomai. Hegeomai means to lead, to go before, to be a leader, to rule, to command, to have authority, regal power, a governor, overseers and leaders of our fellowships after the order of Jesus Christ. Because Mm. any chief commander and then he says to lead in the strong that is command with official authority to deem that is to consider you need to be hearing the voice of the Lord in this hour from those that God is sending to us if you sealed you're official and therefore you have been sent to represent they said unto him in verse 28 John 6 28 what shall we do that we might work the works of God Jesus answered and said unto him this is the word of God that you believe on him whom he has sent. The one that has been sent is sealed. And the one that is sealed is full of the life and the power and the glory of God in Jesus' name. And those that are sent and sealed can represent, amen, represent, in other words, represent what's been given to you from heaven. This is the word of God. I have prepared by and of my Father, and therefore I have been sent. If you believe on the one whom God has sent, you will believe that he or she represents the Father because he has been signified, he's been sealed, and therefore delivered, sent. The sons of God, the wheels of God, are the work of God because they've been prepared to be sealed. Now that they are sealed, they're prepared and therefore ready to represent the one who sent the sealed package. Believe on the one whom God has sent. He, We are sent when we have been signified, certified, packaged, sealed, and prepared to be delivered to the intended party with dignity and honor. Signed, sealed, certified. Signed, certified, sealed. Now, what must we do to do the works of God, to work the works of God? Become a sealed package of sonship. Amen. Representing our Father to the exact letter. Amen. In our spirits. Amen. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for this precious, precious, precious revelation, O oh God. 
that the package must be prepared before it's sealed. And when it's sealed, it's ready to be sent, glory to God. Get us all to that place, Father God, where we're ready to represent you, Father God, in our lives. That we might come forth, Father God, with your revelation and with your truth, Father God, in this desperate hour that we're in. Amen. We partake of you, Jesus, and we drink of that blood, glory to God, that light that's been poured out. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Oh, man. Well, let's see if I can get into the into the teaching now, glory to God, because uh, this thing has been on me now for, you know, quite a, a few, a while since the sixth, and uh, I've been waiting for this hour because I wanted to deliver this to my brothers and sisters, amen, and I knew how relevant and important it is because we have to understand, again, that you want to be sent, you want to represent the Father, well, <clears throat> you're not going to be able to if you're not prepared. And then therefore packaged and therefore sealed and therefore sent. Alright. So there's the outline, glory to God. And let's go ahead and get into that. Praise God. And this is called uh, faith, faith reflection images, amen. You can only display what you've seen, amen. Hebrews 11, 1 through 3. Hebrews 11, 1 through 3. And this is a very common scripture, right? <clears throat> if, you've been, if you've had any time with God, then you understand this word, amen, <clears throat> and how important it is. Now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. For by it the elders obtain a good report. Through faith we understand that the worlds were framed, the ages were framed by the word of God, so that that which can be seen, so that that things which can be, things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. Amen. So faith is that substance. Faith is that impression of God in our lives. Amen. It's the substance. It's the core. It's the substructure. Amen. Now Proverbs 4, 20, 22. Amen. My son, attend unto my words, incline thine ear unto my sayings. Let them not depart from thine eyes, for they are life unto those who find them. <clears throat> Let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all their flesh. And we can clearly see and understand that the world needs this word. Man. Look at what it gives us. The very word of God is health, amen, sustenance and life to us. Now, <clears throat> creative images by the word, the word frames, amen, and we just read that. That the word, my son, attended to my words, incline thine ear to my sayings, let them not depart from thine eyes, for they are life unto those who find them and help to their flesh. Look at 2 Corinthians 4.18. But as but but as God is true, our word toward you was not yea and nay. You see that? And so it says <clears throat> Man, this word is so powerful. And he's stating here that 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 God sent them out to preach. And and so that for all the promises of God, verse twenty, 
in him are yea and in him amen unto the glory of God by us. Now he which establishes us with you in Christ Jesus has anointed us as the one that has sent us is God for who, who hath also sealed us and has given us the earnest of the, of the earnest of the spirit in our hearts. So again the word seal is, is to set a seal or mark amen to stamp. We've been signified and sealed, amen. We're, we're here because we've been prepared to be sent. <clears throat> Colossians 1.15. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature, amen. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature, amen. And then Romans 8.25. Amen. We're laying this out there, amen, because these are foundational scriptures, amen, to get some understanding here. But if we hope for that we see, then do we then do we with patience wait for it. Patience is the Greek word hupomene, which means constancy. Amen. And it means to, when you look at the root of that word, it means to speak the same as. We have to speak and represent this word of God and speak the same as this word. Amen. Not speaking and, and injecting things that are not relevant to, to the kingdom of God. And again, it's going to be clear to understand this when one is representing himself. Amen. Where is the doctrine testifying? What is it speaking of? Now, we're going to jump into Genesis 1.26. And there's a lot here that I'm going to give you. And uh, this is, again, a very powerful understanding of the way of God. Amen. So it says, and he said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. All right? <clears throat> so let us make man the word uh, so God created. Amen? Is the word bara. It means to create or shape or form, to create. Like, for example, if you're going to make something, you got to go cut the wood, you got to select, you got to get ready to fashion it. Amen? Let us fashion, amen. So God said, let us make man. The word That word man is the word to fashion, to accomplish or make. So God had a thought, an impression. And, in, and from that, Elohim is actually the word. And God said, and Elohim said, the plurality of the Godhead said, let us make man. Amen. And then it says, <clears throat> verse 27, so God created, God formed man. What he thought about in his mind, he put it. To a product. He made something. Which is man. <clears throat> now go to Genesis 1-2. We'll just read verse 1. Amen. In the beginning God created. Amen. Bara. To shape or form. The heaven and the earth. So again with the principle of understanding that God had to think about this before he actually did it. And this is the, the product of that. God created. And the earth was without form. And void and darkness was upon the face of the earth. Amen. Darkness was upon the face of the deep, and, and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the waters. Amen. So here we see, and the earth was without form. So, and the earth was, the word was is the word hayah. All right. And, and it's a Hebrew word, H A Y A H. It means to become, to be, or to become, to come to pass, or to exist, or to happen, or to fall out. Okay, 
And in the Strong's, it says to exist, to, to become. So we look back on the, on the word here, and the earth was without form. So the earth got put in a place that was full of darkness, no form. And it says, and it was void, and darkness was upon the face of the earth, of the deep. So there again, <clears throat> and the Spirit of God moved upon the face of the water. So the earth was without form, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. Something had to put it in that place. Who spoke those words, amen, of unbelief, of doubt, of confusion into the earth? Well, it was the enemy. Satan put, put us in that place, put the world in that place. But in verse 3, glory to God. Uh, let's see here. Nothingness, desolation, lying and waste, a desert, a worthless thing. Now, Genesis 1, 3, God said there must, and we need to understand here, there must be the light of the Spirit first. The Spirit and the Word must agree. John 1, 1 through 4. God spoke first. The Spirit of God said, Let there be, Hayah, to be, to become, to pass, to happen, to exist. Always emphatic, which means to arise, to appear, to be instituted, to be established. To exist or come to pass, to become to pass. God said, Hayah! Light. Amen. Love. Peace, joy, power, authority. All these things that God said when he said that. Because see, Jehovah, Hayah, Jehovah is a self-existing one. He brought it forth, amen, from nothing into something. And look what that word did. Let there be, amen, <clears throat> light. And what does the light do? It says, let there be light, and there was light. And look at what happens here. And God saw that the light, that it was good, and God divided the light from the darkness. The light, the word of the Lord, the pure word of God. Every, no word of God is void of power, amen. Let, every word of God is pure and tried, amen. It's a shield and a buckler to those who put their trust in him. That pure word of God, amen, begins to dispel the darkness. Even so today, the light is still traveling. They don't see an end to the light. <laughs> and there is no end. It's perpetual. So is he in your spirit, perpetually projected light and life and love and joy and peace and long-suffering and gentleness and goodness and faith and meekness and temperance against such there is no law there's nothing can, that can come against that if you're living after the spirit now scripture says that god saw the light this is f and that it was good, it was pleasing, it was agreeable, it was rich and valued in its estimation. Everything and everything that the light touches, once it reveals the darkness and the darkness is pushed away, in other words, there's repentance in our lives, that light that brought you there is the good light. It's God's light. God's light. God divided the light from the darkness, man. He removed the obscurity, those places, the secret places, the darkness. The misery, the destruction, the death, the ignorance, and the sorrow. God separated the light from the dark. The light cannot live in darkness, even so in our lives. If that light of the light of word of the light of the word of God is in our lives and the spirit of God is in our lives, darkness cannot prevail there. Sickness cannot prevail there. Disease cannot prevail there. Poverty cannot prevail there. Unbelief cannot prevail there. <clears throat> Doubt. Epistia, no faith. None of that can live in the existence of God. In your spirit. Your spirit, man, is the one that releases that life. As the scripture says in Proverbs, keep your heart with all diligence, for out of it flow the issues of life. 
the things that give life. Amen? Now, section two, the process of building the image framed by the word. The right confession by faith out of your spirit man increases or builds the word of God. The wrong confession increases the soul of the carnal man. Are you happy with the harvest that you're experiencing in your life? Then change your words if you're not. Put the word of God in your life. Meditate and give, partake, take this word in, as Jesus said. You must eat of my flesh. You've got to take me in and drink of my blood. You've got to pour out your life one another, man. You've got to walk in humility, right? God resists the proud, gives grace to the humble, man. The ones that are humble and then walking and serving God are getting are in that hour of elevation, resurrection right now. Because that's the one that God raises up. Frame is the Greek word katarizo, to complete thoroughly. 1 Corinthians 1.10. 1 Corinthians 1.10. Mm. Now I beseech you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that ye all speak the same thing, that there be no divisions among you, but that ye be perfectly joined together in the same mind and the same judgment. You see that? We've got to be harmonized and walking together, right? <clears throat> this word that's reflecting out of our hearts and our lives must be spoken of unanimously throughout the body of Christ. Amen? Words reflect the pure impression upon the heart. Whatever's coming out of your mouth, that's what's in your heart. And these enemies must be destroyed in our lives. It's coming right here out of your own heart. Creating an image, the proper image upon the heart. Jesus, the image of the invisible God. First Corinthians, I mean Colossians 1.15, I read that earlier. Let's go over it again. Who is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of every creature. Jesus Christ is the image of God, amen. And he's been, he came to us. Heaven came down to us, right? <clears throat> Hebrews 1.3, amen. Mm. Praise God. But through faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God. The word framed here is the word katarizo, to render, to sound, to complete, to complete thoroughly, to repair, to adjust. Amen? By the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which do appear. So something had to be adjusted, right? We saw earlier in Genesis 1-2, everything was void in darkness. God came in faith and spoke light, and in that light it began to adjust everything, glory to God, and bring it into harmony with God, amen, and peace. John 14, 8. Praise God. Philip saith unto him, Lord, show us the Father, and it suffices us. Jesus said unto him, I have I been so long a time with you, and yet hast thou not known me, Philip? He that has seen me has seen the Father. And how sayest thou, show us the Father? So in other words, when you see Jesus, you see the Father. And that's the impression that we want to represent, represent, send, re represent it. But again, if you haven't been packaged and prepared and sealed, you can't be sent. You can't represent, in other words. You gotta be, you're not going to be able to represent that exact image in likeness. Romans 8.25. 
But if we hope for that we see, we do not, then do we with patience wait for it. Constancy. See, rupamane. Constant, constant, constant. Don't deviate from the word of God. Don't let your word deviate from the word of God. Don't let the word deviate out of your mouth from the word of God. Don't let your mouth cause you to be in a, in a place of unharmony, disharmonized, unsynchronized with the Lord. The word, the impression from God's word upon the heart. The heart, the word will imprint an exact likeness. Every word from God will create an exact likeness. The mouth reflects the image of what's in the heart. The word creates the image. The heart prints the image. The mouth reflects the image. And the word was made flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory as the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth, in John 1.14. See, the, the word... <clears throat> And we beheld his glory, the glory is of the only begotten, is the word monogene, which is the only born, the soul of his kind. There's only one kind of Jesus Christ. And that seed of Jesus Christ is representing and speaking forth in our lives and showing us the image of God. Amen. Jesus. And we're becoming in, like, in likeness. In other words, we're, being, we're becoming like Jesus in the earth, sons and daughters. Amen. What must we do to work the works of God, as, as I stated earlier? The scripture says, and they said unto him, What must we do to work that we might work the works of God? Jesus answered and said unto him, This is the work of God that you believe on him whom he has sent. You can't send the package if it is not ready. Amen. You can't send the package if it, if it's not ready. And again, the package has to be prepared. There's an hour of preparation for every one of God's sons and his daughters. And we can't get too anxious about this, right? In Galatians, Galatians chapter 4, starting with verse 1. Now I say that the heir, as long as he is a child, amen. Napios differed nothing from a servant, though he be Lord of all. Remember, there's five Greek words that talk about spiritual maturity. Napios, parion, technon, weos, and pater. Napios means no speech. Parion is like potty stage, still making a lot of mess. You're walking now, but you're parion. Technon is like the teenager. He thinks he's ready for the responsibilities and maturity of being an adult. But as soon as you try to lay some of those responsibilities on him, they make a mess. Like a, your car, for example. You loan them, you give them the car and you give them the keys and, you know, they take off real nice and quietly, but well, as soon as they turn the corner, they're burning there. <laughs> they're burning the tires, they're having accidents, they're getting tickets. They're not ready. They're unsealed still. They haven't been proven yet. Once you're proven, then you can be prepared. Once you're prepared, then you can be sealed. Once you're sealed, then you can be sent. And then we've got pater, I mean, weos, which is the son, the fully matured son. Jesus was the weos of God, the fully matured son. Romans 8, 14, for as many as are led of the Spirit of God, these are the weos of God. And then there's the pater, which is father. As, as Paul said in 1 Corinthians 4, though you have 10,000 instructors, yet have ye not many fathers. For even so, I have begotten, I have genailed you. I have begotten you in the Lord. Amen. I brought you forth, and I raised you, and I trained you. I got you ready to be sent. I prepared you. Wow, there's a revelation right there. Fathers are the ones that prepare us. 
But as under tutors and governors until the time appointed to the Father. There's an appointed time for every one of us. And we must wait on that hour. But even so, we, when we were children, Napias, were in bondage under the elements of the world. See, when you're Napias, party on Technon, you're still fighting all these lusts. And you're still dealing with, you know, you might still be smoking or drinking alcohol or involved in all these areas. You're, you keep justifying the carnal man all the time. You won't stay true to the word. But when the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his weah. When it's time, God will send the weahs. Amen. Made of a woman, made under the law. You see? And because you are weahs, God has sent forth the spirit of the weahs into your hearts. Whereby we cry, Abba, Father. Amen. When a son of God calls out to his father, God can, nothing, can do nothing else but honor that word because he's faithful to his word because he knows that the son is representing He knows that that son or daughter of God has been prepared and has been packaged and has been sealed, amen, with that tape or with that letter, with that glue. And then therefore, now I can send him, amen. Hmm. And then in verse 5, to redeem them that are under the law that we might receive the adoption of sons. To redeem them that are under the law. See, the, the grace that God has given the sons of God and the daughters of God that are walking in the maturity of God is to redeem those that are under the curse of the law and raise and train them up into mature sons of God and daughters of God. Amen? That we might all receive the adoption of sons. The adoption of we us, that we might all receive this great grace and glory of God in our lives because we represent. And because we are we us, verse 6, God has sent forth the spirit of his we us into our hearts, crying, Abba, Father. When thou art no more a servant, now, wherefore thou art no more a servant, but now you are a we us. And if a we us, then an heir of God through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Howbeit, then, when we speak, when we when we knew God, we did service unto them which by nature are no gods. But now, after that we have known God, genailed from God, the, the word known here is the word, I'm sorry, genosko, to know by perception, to know by experience, or rather are known of God, how turn we again to the weak and beggarly elements whereunto we desire again to be in bondage? See, when, when you're walking in that grace and truth of God, as far as you got the revelation of the kingdom of God, you're pursuing that city which has foundations, whose builder and maker is God. You want to understand God in every facet of your life. You see, when you're at that place, amen, and then you go back to the world, back to the beggarly elements, wow, you just miss God, amen. I'll show you something in Romans chapter 8. We're going to close with this. We hear the scripture all the time, right? <clears throat> Uh, that all things work together for the good to them who love God, right? Those who are called according to purpose. Mm. Let me have find that. Hold on. Verse 29. For whom did he foreknow? He did foreknow, he also did predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, 
that we might be the firstborn among many brethren, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Jesus was the first. That means there was going to be a second and a third and a fourth and a fifth, etc., etc., etc. Moreover, when he did predestinate, then he also called. And when we called, then he also justified. And when we justified, then he also glorified. What shall we then say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? He that spared not his own we ask, but delivered him up for us all. Right? He delivered him. He sent him. Amen. How shall we not with him also freely give us all things? How shall he also with him, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? Who shall I anything to the charge of God? God's elect. It is God that justifies. Amen. He's the one that renders righteous through Christ. Hmm. Amen. There was a scripture I was looking for. Might have been before that. Yeah, in verse 28. And we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God, to them there, to those, to them who are called according to purpose. You see, it's the purpose of God that gets fulfilled. Amen. When the Son of God has grown up, because that Son of God, that daughter of God, has went through the hour of preparation, and now in that hour of preparation. He's been packaged up and sealed and preserved. Now, because he's been preserved, he can be sent. It's not just a loose thing here. Is that, uh, as he said there, hold on, that all things work together. See, all things work together to those that are following after the Spirit. See, those that are following after the Spirit can represent God. And that's what we're talking about. We've got to be signified, certified, and sealed and packaged, and then we can be sent, Lord of God. Father, in Jesus' name, I thank you, Lord God, for this tremendous hour, this tremendous revelation, Father, that you poured out, amen. Bring us to that place where we're all partaking of Jesus Christ in every facet of our lives, that we might eat the flesh and drink the blood, Lord of God, and experience this measure of Passover like we've never known or understood in our lives. I thank you, Father, in Jesus' name, for the seeds of the Word of God that it went forth. I thank you, Lord, for the good grounds that the good ground that it's fallen on. And I thank you that that seed produces after its kind, after Jesus, 30, 60, and 100, 100 fold fruit. I thank you for this opportunity, Father God, to minister those words of life as I stand in your presence, Father. We bless you, Father, and we give you praise, Father. In Jesus' name, amen.
Forever. 